Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the JR Show podcast. Got an absolute treat. If I were to look at my playlist and pick one person that would be every year best interview, it's got to be Matthew West. He is just in rare air. Nobody like him. So let's get after this. The legendary Chicagoan Matthew West. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, will you please welcome the legend, Mark we- Matthew West. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> There's a story there. That's funny. There's a story. Um, yeah. It's the story of us. It is. I've missed you. I've missed you Can as well. Can we do that? Fist bump? Yeah. But do, you, do I need to sanitize? No, we live in the South. Okay. Yeah. Um, sorry. Where was I? Uh, let's start talking politics, Matthew. Yes, let's um, do it. So we've got so much to talk to in such a little time. Yeah. Um, do you, is there a new album or just a new so- uh, new song we're playing today? Well, I'd like to play. I have so many songs I want to play today for yeah. you. I don't even have a guitar though. Right. But uh, no, I I'll um, push play. I'm always putting out music. I feel like I, I yeah. don't ever stop. You know, for Thanksgiving, it's Gobble Gobble, you know, and then a Christmas album. And then, uh, you know, this spring, a brand new song I have out Yeah, called Me On Your Mind. Okay. Yeah. And we're not going to talk about the song you wrote for your daughters because that caused a fuss. Yeah, (laughs) they tried to cancel me for that one. I felt so bad for you. I texted you like, oh, my gosh. Yes. There's Christian radio personalities that defriended me over your song why because i defended you and they and they were mad and they were mad and they got off facebook forever because i didn't even view their comment because you know when you say something you feel yeah but you don't want to hear their reply i yes. unfollowed the thing and two radio personalities christian radio personalities I got off it. Facebook. so they must have said something bad about me when i replied to them and then they left and then they were like they did a big dramatic post saying, hey, there's too much stress in the world of getting off Facebook. I'm like, you got off because you said something yeah. really mean about me yeah, that I didn't fired, see. You fired uh, your shots across the bat yeah. and, then, and then you left. Cause- but the joke's on them because I unfollowed the thread so that I couldn't get hurt by their comments. Look at you. And then they bailed. Self-preservation. But it, was, it was all defending you because they were being ridiculous and you wrote a great wow. song about... It was just a song about a dad who loves his kids and wants them to know that... You know, they don't have to flaunt their bodies on TikTok in order to find love and acceptance. Who knew that would be controversial? You know, yeah. at Christmas time, I re every year I rewrite Twas the Night Before Christmas. And by every year I mean I started last year. Yeah. And I do it just like a funny thing, you know. And so yeah. like for this past year, I said, Twas the night before Christmas, the year twenty twenty one. And much like twenty twenty, not so good, not so fun. But then there's little lines like that. And yeah. so one of the lines was uh the woke mob uh, got angry when I used the word modest, but in this dad's humble opinion, I still think it's hottest. And just as a little, just end of the year, just a little. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I mean, hey, I've heard, you don't want to know what's interesting? I had a lot of people, and thank you for, um, you know, coming to my support, yeah. but I had a lot of comedians reach out to me yeah. when that backlash hit, saying that they just felt, they really felt for me because as a comedians, mm-hmm. they have realized it is a horrible time to be a comedian yeah. in our world because everybody's looking to cancel you. Nobody has a sense of humor. Right. And so I thought that was interesting. Like, you know, was it Nate Bargatze? Nate, uh, um, 
Brian he didn't Bates. reach out to me, but yeah. uh, John, Chris, Chris. and uh, several others that yeah. I didn't even really know just right. said, hey, we're here for you. And I was like, "Is that? am I a comedian now? Am like, I a comedian? Because I defended my, you too. Am I part of your group? And they said, no, you're not part of our group. We, we're not welcoming you <laughs> right? in. But You're not one of us. But it, last year was a year of, you know, like for all of us, ups and downs. It and guess what? We're still, we're still going. It is script pro- In Proverbs, it says that... that that laughter is medicine. Good, yeah, it does good it like a medicine. It is the anecdote to this world. And if you're not using it, you're not taking medicine. So for in my line of work and comedian's line of work, that is our gift to the world, is the ability to make people laugh in the middle of crappy situations. And you know what? For me and my... Can you say... Can, you, can I say crappy? Do I got to go back? I'm canceled. Say it. You want to say that no. again? <laughs> in, the, in the middle in my, of... In my line of work, the, you know, like a... That's the gift I get to give to the world is God has given me the ability to every once in a while make people laugh. Yes. And it helps people get through this jacked up world. Yes. And, you know, I felt like these last couple of years, we got to laugh because if we didn't, we'd cry our eyes out. Yeah. You know, and I and so for the last couple of years, I've kind of leaned into, yes, I'm going to write songs like Truth Be Told, but I'm also going to, you know, I wrote some of these funny songs to make my daughters laugh during a hard time. And when they started laughing, I thought... Well, maybe some other families, you know, and so that's why, like, every year at Thanksgiving now, all these families are sending me videos of their kids jumping around the house singing gobble, gobble, and I'm yeah. like, that's awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some would say, well, that's not ministry, or as my, and I'm like, you know what? I see right. the Lord use that to give families a bright spot to rally around yeah. during a dark season in our world. So yeah. Gobble, gobble is great. Your yeah. Hanukkah song was great. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a Hanukkah oh, song. Oh, that was Adam Sandler. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it was Chris Tomlin. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, we forgot to change the green. Green screen. Uh, you've looked at the list of background places. What would you like to go with? I thought we decided on. Yeah, but that was off mic, and now I'm making it look like you oh, just I, came up with well, it on the spot. You said there was something that goes along with my name, right? Like, oh, your last name was West. So? Not was West, is West. And uh, one of the things on the list was the old West like tombstone setting, so let's go to it. All right. What do you think? I think... I think it probably looks great in post. Yeah. Um, I can't see. This is where we pretend that it's really oh. there. <laughs> it's awesome. So. Hey, y'all. It feels like we're there. Yeah. Um, well, we are there. Your family's from Chicago. Are there any Wests that ever made it West that you know of in your family tree? Like out to the, the Gold Rush? To the West Coast? Like, oh, to the... Yeah, like anybody that pioneered out West or are you guys all Chicago? Well, Kanye... Was a Your gold brother. digger. Uh, Kanye was a gold digger. This is um, 1949. I, yeah, exactly. I don't. He's my brother from another mother. But it's funny. Actually, this past year, at the end of the year, Billboard always does their end of year charts. Yeah. And the uh, my daughter posted it on Instagram. She found it said the end of the year uh, Billboard songwriter. This is gonna sound like I'm bragging on myself. I'm yeah. not. The point is, it was uh, top songwriters. And it was me, Matthew West, and number two, Kanye West, because he did a Christian yeah. album. And I'm like, this is the one time in my life that I actually beat Kanye West. Yeah. But no, he's not my real brother. But oh, I was going to say your mother is like, my two sons are no, at the top no. of the list. I don't think I had any family members that went out west okay. as part of Because we're Seattle, so mine didn't chase gold. Mine chased like the timber rush out in the pacific northwest the timber there was a timber rush yeah because it after gold dried up they were like oh wood is worth money too and so people went up to the north 
Northwest. It's kind of like a second gold rush, but for timber. Less lucrative. Le- I was yeah. gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't as lucrative, but they're still out there. Well, yeah. Um, I, I, I've never done the 23 and me. Like, have you done that? No, because I, I, I believe in scam. I don't like getting scammed, and I'm still nervous. Why would you? Tasha get- Layton said that she did it and she had a good experience, found cousins. She was the only good experience I've heard somebody say. But other people get scammed by I it? I just feel like they can trick you. Hey, this is your cousin. And they'll show you a picture of an old person. And I'm like, how do you know that's my great, great aunt? Well, we traced it back. Okay. I'm just, uh, what's the word? I'm You're cynic? Skeptical wow. that they're trying to make money. Um, I want to give the audience a behind the scenes in, we ha- we've already talked about the fact that you were this, was it songwriter of the year on Billboard? How uh, did, what was the title? Song. I- I don't know. It just it was like they do like rankings basically, okay. and and you know, that's how I measure my self worth. Yeah, right. you know, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, no, but uh, yeah, the end of the year, they at the end of the year, they kind of say, here was the top artist, here was the top songwriter, here okay. was the top song, you know, all yeah. those things. You don't need to. I already brag on you all throughout the year. Anytime Thank I come you. out of a Matthew West song, because I'm like, that is the greatest songwriter on the planet. Come and on, man. So I've tried not Kanye. because I'm trying to teach people that there's there's great singers, there's great front men and women, but songwriting is hard. Like I've tried to write with a few groups. I don't have a musical bone, but I have the ears. So I've tried to get with a couple groups and just kind of write radio hits, and it's never worked out because we get to this certain point, and there's there's just something about it's a gift to be able to write a melody that the world's going to sing that not everybody has that and you have it you and mm. i've talked about the fact that like can you ever go to disney world and just sit on it's a small world without shutting off that songwriter brand you're like no you no. can't it's always functioning always it's what makes you great but can make you crazy if you can't yeah but i just want to give our audience they know the matthew west songs but this past year you've had this string of number ones that people wouldn't even know that you wrote and I'll set you up by saying this. In my opinion, Leanna Crawford's Truth I'm Standing On is one of the greatest songs in the history wow. of Christian music. Wow. And it went right up against the pandemic. Yes, it and did. And the world didn't, like, it, it made the top 20. But in my opinion, it had I Can Only Imagine status. And it, and for, and it didn't go there, but it had the whole formula. Great vocal. It hit right as the pandemic's hitting. It's a song about the of yes. truth of God's word yeah. that I'm going to stand on. And like, this is one of the greatest faith songs in history and did not get the Man. love. And then I found out you were a part of, you wrote it. Yeah. It. Well, thank you. I mean, you know, sometimes that's, I mean, that's the hard part about what we do too is, and, and thank you for those kind words. When it comes to the songwriting though, I've never felt like I have a gift. I've always felt like, um, you know, it's like the parable of the talents, you know, or, one guy, you know, invests the talents and, and it grows and another guy buries it in the ground. And, and I've always felt like whatever little talent I've had, in fact, for my whole life, I've always had this mindset that I'm half as talented as everybody around me, but I'm going to work twice as hard. And so I really believe in the theory of like 10,000 hours. And so I just keep working and keep writing and hopefully get better and better. But, but that's a hard part of like any, songwriting or music endeavor is that some songs like you believe in like like I believed in that song and believed it could go you know to the top of the charts and all those Mm -hmm. things and sometimes it just doesn't and there's people don't realize like the amount of like 
obstacles. It's literally like one of those television shows with the obstacle course that a song has to make it through all of these different channels mm. to see the light of day at radio just to be heard by audiences so that the audience can decide if it moves them. And so one thing can hurt it like an enormous amount of horns like everything was great and it's like the people didn't like the horns, the horns. yeah and or or and and we have to, and i'm thankful for i mean i have a great record label with the radio department that like thinks through all of those things mm -hmm. and the funny part is is there's times where i believe in a song and then there's times where like i'll i'll call it. i mean the my last single on my last album was called what if and they said we think this is the next radio single i was like no way that's not that's not gonna work. Yeah. And I wrote it, but I was like down on it myself because I thought, I don't know, I don't think people are gonna like it. Yeah. And then they're like, Well, do you trust us? I'm like, Yeah, okay. Yeah. And after weeks of like going back and forth, we went with it. And now my big joke with them every time we talk is like, I'm so glad that you guys finally came around that yeah. what if was the song that needed to be played. <laughs> but it's like I'm readily I'm yeah. I'll readily admit that I, I can write the songs, but I can't always predict what's gonna move right. the hearts of people. I wanna the behind the scenes I was talking about. And this is not Matthew bragging. I just want to give people, it's kind of interesting to people that, oh my gosh, Matthew helped write that. Could you just tell everybody the songs in 2021 that you helped write? Uh, that they would know. Scars of uh, Heaven. Scars in Heaven with Casting Crowns. Um, my Jesus with Ann Wilson. Which was huge. Yeah, man, she's awesome, man. And uh, you mentioned Tasha Layton earlier. We wrote a song called Look What You've Done, yeah. which has done great for her. And mm. she's a great singer. Yeah. Um, and then um, there's a song uh, called Weary Traveler by an artist named Jordan St. Cyr. Oh, we love him. Had charts. him on this year. Yeah, he's awesome. And uh, yeah, so different songs like that. You know, yeah. it's been, uh, I'm, I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting something, but anyways, yeah. but yeah, I, and I, I gotta be honest. Like I love being in the room, like writing songs with right. artists and like over the pandemic, like we got songs that are on the radio now that were written on zoom calls, huh. like uh Rhett Walker's all joy, no stress was written over zoom huh. <laughs> and we were writing during an incredibly stressful time in our world right. and we were writing this song about joy you know we've so. already established that you're the best but who who can you tell our audience that surprisingly that they would know not some jason ingram they wouldn't know but who's the best songwriter in your opinion that they would know like artists Sur surprisingly yeah I mean, there's so many good ones. Honestly, I would probably point to Mark Hall because uh, Casting. from Casting Crowns because he comes in with these brilliant lines and brilliant like concepts that are like it's like solid food. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's it's like whoa, I gotta chew on that for a second. I yeah. gotta figure out. But then he'll say something like like just in passing, he was like, you know. You know, I just think about like the only only scars that are going to be in heaven are, you know, going to be on Jesus hands. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, you know, like the, sometimes I'll teach when I'm teaching my youth group, I'll remind them, you know, that about God's healing, like the only scars in heaven. I'm like, like, dude, yeah. have you ever written that? He's like, what? And I'm like that. And he's like, no. Yeah. Like, we need to write that right now <laughs> because there's a whole lot of people who've lost someone they love. Yeah. And we need to be reminded now that there's a place called heaven. And we need to be reminded there's a place where healing is going right. to take place, where our complete healing. And so he'll just say something like yeah. that. Like, that's profound, <laughs> yeah. you know. So I would have to point to Mark Hall, you right. know. And I'll tell you, you know, recently I wrote with like um, 
a girl named Hope Darst. Oh, yeah. And, uh, She's a firecracker. Yeah, and some of these artists, they come in. And I find the best artists to write with are the ones who, I, I joke with her that her nickname with me is HOS, Hard on Sleeve. Yeah. Because she, like, comes in and just starts talking and by the end, we're crying. Yeah. And then a song gets written because she was just like, she came in, her heart on her sleeve. Here's what's going on. Here's what I'm feeling. Yeah. And a song is born out of that, you know? Right. So I try to live like that as a writer in my own records too, where it's like, be vulnerable, be honest. That's where songs like Truth Be Told came from. It's like, if I'm willing to be that, then maybe the listener's willing to go there with me. Right. We've got a new song from Matthew. What is the, the name of the new one that's come out? It's this called Me On Your Mind. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can you just walk us up maybe DNA of the DNA of, of the song? Yeah. Uh, okay. So there I was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had heard. Um, so sometimes I just hear titles mm. and I'm big on titles and I wrote, it's in my voice memos, me on your mind. And I started to unpack what that would look like. And I thought it was like a conversation of just being, being in awe of the thought that like, different scriptures I read that feel like are reading my mail. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and then I'm like, I wonder like, so God, because you're mindful of me, like, did you say this with me on your mind? And so the line says, you know, I've read the words and read how you leave the 99 to find the one missing feels like that was written with me on your mind. Mm. And so these verses about these verses in scripture about like how God loves the, the worst ones. Yeah. I feel like, God, was that like, and the prodigal, like the part where the father came running to meet him. Did you say that with me on your mind? Because I sure needed that, right. you know. And so the song's just really this kind of, I'm in awe of the thought that God would even be mindful. Like, who who am I that yeah. the king of the world would give a single thought about my broken heart? And so, I don't know, it it moves me. And uh, every when I wrote the song, I was like, it was one of those moments where I was like literally starting to cry while yeah. we were writing it and it just moved me yeah. you know with a title like that you didn't call thomas rhett right after like what is it? does he have a song like no, that? Just oh it just sounds, it sounds country, like country. You, here's a song called me on your mind me on, it does it's <laughs> and the song kind of has a bit of that uh that flair to it. we're in music city you know some of the best songs about jesus sometimes are in country music too where right. there's like this a dog I don't, <laughs> there's a dog and a truck <laughs> and it pulls up to church on Sunday with after a rough on, Saturday night with me on your mind. <laughs> it does. It kind of sounds classic. Yeah. And the recording, I think, emulates that a little bit. It's just, you know what? I think I'm in this stage as an artist and as a writer where it's like, look, I'm just going to I'm just going to write what the title needs to sound like. I'm not worrying about it being you know, cutting edge or cool. I just wanted to move people. Mm -hmm. And if it moves me, then I'm going to, I'm going to bet on the fact that it might move somebody else. You know, I've never asked you, I know your father. Um, and I've never asked you, he was a pastor, hope, new hope community church, hope community church. Oh, uh, my dad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hobson road close. How did he? Hobson Road Community Church. That's what it was. I have a recording of him saying Hobson Road Community Church. Yeah, you called my and, parents, and you're like, "Oh gosh," on on the <laughs> on air. The you air. called my parents at their office. Yeah, just to get some embarrassing stories <laughs> uh, about you. And uh, there's a story of you running down the street, 
naked naked yeah, yeah. um and i threw it in an inappropriate joke i'm like well that was a story from last year tell us one from his childhood <laughs> and then listening back i'm like oh i shouldn't have, i should not have said that uh that story made it in my next book by the way oh really yeah just how i uh come from a long line of uh streakers <laughs> get ready wrigley field yeah. <laughs> Um, what was, uh, my dad worked at a grocery store for 40 years, hated it, changing the price tag, you know, moving a cart up and down the aisles, wow. changing the price tags. Yeah. 40 years just did it because that was his job and came home. And, uh, but the perk was at night when he would close the grocery store down, I got to run the aisles as a little kid. Oh, yeah. And so what was the perk of one of your parents' job growing up? Well, <laughs> Uh, I'll give you an example. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I've Mike got Weaver's parents worked in social, like for the government and yeah. their mobile. So we, every time they would take him to work, there was nothing in the building. It was across the street from an Arby's, and that's where he learned about the greatness of the sausage, sausage biscuit. <laughs> that was the perk of one of his parents' jobs, going to work with them. Yeah. Okay. So for us, it was we had this extension of our house. That in, you know, our house was behind, there was a field behind the church and then our house. So we could run through the field and be with my parents all the time and, and whenever we wanted to. But the church had a little gymnasium and that gym was like the stuff of dreams because yeah. my buddies could like we could play basketball all the time. And I used to think that I could like slam dunk. We would take a video camera and we would like film me running towards the hoop and then jumping, then yeah. stop then get a ladder and then film the part of me slant. We like, we make our own little TikTok movies. Yeah, and Instagram. Exactly. Now there's a yeah. filter. But we had, so a lot of the perks were like getting to use that gym and my buddies would come over and we'd play basketball all the time. Oh yeah. And then also like, I mean, I would sit in that sanctuary at the piano for hours. Cutting and, your teeth. Yeah. And so that was like very formula, formulative music years for me as well. But yeah. then beyond that, like, man, that church kitchen, like yeah. I pretty much ate everything in that kitchen, you like know, when I wasn't supposed to. Josh Baldwin told us as a PK in the South in North Carolina, they would make. There was a woman, an old woman, who would make real homemade bread for communion for the whole church. <sighs> Whatever didn't get finished was a little Josh Baldwin in the kitchen downing it all. Guess what? I I was too scared to say that because I didn't want your <laughs> listeners to be offended. But my brothers and I, let's just say we had. We had so much grape juice and crackers. Like when you say we, grape juice, do you really mean grape we juice? We had, yeah. Okay. Oh, no, it was okay. grape juice. So we were not. <laughs> but we had communion in the kitchen yeah. many Sunday nights See, when we were hungry and there was nothing. Isn't that funny, though? That's a PK's childhood. Oh, yeah. Is finishing what didn't get used. Oh, yeah. And then and, and the work that a PK had to do, because we didn't grow up in a mega church where you had, like, handlers and yeah. all these different people who each did one job. It was like... Okay, Sunday morning, there's ice on the driveway or there's ice on the sidewalk. I'm yeah. out there putting salt on the driveway or huh. mowing the lawn like the preachers. I had to clean the preschool and I hated it. Mm -hmm. It smelled terrible you know yeah. and uh but those are the things that i did as the preacher's kid and yeah. people don't realize that but i got a lot of great memories i'll never forget my dad oh i was so mad at him the the chicago bears made it to the super bowl jim mcmahon yeah and it was a sunday night and my dad decided he was still gonna have sunday night church i was like dad <laughs> in chicago of all the sunday <laughs> this is the time so like i would sneak out of the sanctuary to go watch the game on this little black and white portable television what was your phone? 
Exactly. <laughs> so that's how I had to watch the yeah. Bears win the Super Bowl because my dad would not and, – and there was nobody there yeah. on Sunday night because it was the Super Bowl. Yeah. But my dad was going to carry on. In the Chicagoland area. Yeah, who does that? Yeah. But that he was just that's so disciplined, right you know. <laughs> and I would sneak back to the office to watch it while he's preaching. Yeah, he'll be laughing at you in heaven when his mansion is three times the size I of yours. I know. <laughs> oh, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. I want to go off the script for a second. Steve, can you come over here for a second? I'm going to step away from this microphone and Steve's going to step into my microphone because I heard off air that you're having some buyer's remorse over a car you just bought. And I want Steve to, you were asking him about four wheel drive, but it's going to help the audience too because it sounds like it's a question that people struggle with. Will you re-ask the question about the wheels to Steve and Steve's going to break it down? Are we still in the wild west? Yeah, yeah. So should we talk in wagon terms? No, no. It's, that's... We could talk in horsepower. <laughs> uh, See what I did there, guys? <laughs> Look who's gunning for your job, she- JR. <laughs> okay, so I'm asking you about car. Okay. So I recently bought a car that I don't think has all-wheel drive. Okay. Rear, rear wheel drive? Yes. Rear wheel is hard to say. Is that because... My, yeah, I think they do that on purpose. Rear wheel drive is what I bought, I think. Yeah. Do I need all wheel drive? You don't need all wheel drive. No. Do you want me to go into details, seriously? Oh, perfect. Okay. As uh, all wheel drive basically means that all four wheels power the vehicle. So the engine powers all four wheels. Uh, what happens, though, is that if a CV joint goes bad or some of this, the, the drivetrain of the all wheel drive, Goes bad, you have to pay a lot more money to have it repaired. On an all-wheel drive. Correct. So I saved money? You're going to save money. The Normally, the um, uh, fuel economy is going to be better because you're not going to have to power all four wheels. Plus, there's dragline, uh, what want to call it, um, resistance. That's not going to be there that you would when you're I hate dragline resistance. Yeah, who, who so wants glad. that anyway? It's so... Oh, I was basically just saying that if yeah, on you, a rainy day, on a rainy day, if you like, if you want to, the light turns green, yeah. and all of us like to jump from the light, right? Like, like go fast, yeah, go fast. Yeah, yeah. An all-wheel drive most likely won't slip any tires; it just will literally track and go. But a, front-wheel drive will spin the front tires, and if you're rear-wheel drive, sometimes when you romp it, the rear end will get a little squirrely. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but yeah, okay, little little safety precaution. So, so should I have buyer's remorse, or should no, I feel good? No, you're good. Knowing, knowing you're going to save gas with okay. the gas prices of today. Gas prices of today, for sure. High. And I'm wondering if this might be the last time I buy a gas-powered car. Could it be. It seems like the tides are changing. Could be. It's crazy. Well, EV? Do we want to go to electric vehicles at this point? I mean, is this where we're I'm at? I'm scared. Do you know anything about what's coming? I rode in a Tesla recently, and it was insanely cool. But I didn't. it was too cool. Like, I didn't want to own one. Because I was like, I don't know. This feels like the future. The future scares me. I don't mind hybrid. That's, you know, a gas-powered charging and battery. The uh, The problem with Tesla stuff, to me, is you only have a certain range, which is, what, 350 miles before you have to plug in again. Right, right. But I have friends that have them, and they, they actually they love it. They love it, but you, it's great for commuting. But if you're going on a road trip, you've got to plan that out because out, you're going to spend hours charging on a long Exactly. Time. Who's got time for that? I'm trying to get somewhere. Yeah, I don't want to be troubled by that. Right. Finding a station. 
So weigh your options. Yeah, so I went with gas-powered for now. So Good job. Good Thank job. you for the help. I'm oh, glad. yeah, absolutely. I was having buyer's remorse, but now I'm feeling better about it all. That's good stuff. I want to hit you with this song, um, but um, I, I have a friend I work with um, who will pull out his phone and scroll on TikTok for hours and hours till somebody breaks him of that trance. Mm. Um, so it's it's I've deleted the app many times. And I'm like, this is unhealthy for me because I'm scrolling. It's you, Steve. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what <laughs> what mindless thing fills your downtime that you're embarrassed of? If it wasn't TikTok, what is it? Is it a game? I've had uh, David from Sidewalk Profits tell me that he spends hours on a Disney app where you can design your own Disney park, and it's his stupid, mindless That's awesome. thing. But what is it for you? Is it a social media, or is it something else? I, I write hit records, JR, no, in my spare no, time. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I um, NFL Red Zone on like Sunday afternoons, Like that's pretty... like. I'll have it on where like NFL red zone, like skips from one game to the next. Yeah. So you see every text, every touchdown. So yeah. I'm, I'm pretty big into that when it's football season. Yeah. Us but, soccer fans don't have to worry about that. Yeah. The action's always <laughs> going. We don't score a lot, but the right, action's always right, going. So right. Sorry. Um, you know, there was a season where it was like, uh, the office episodes. Yeah. I would just like when that, that was on Netflix, I think we, I wasted a lot of time just, yeah having that on in the background but oh yeah but lately like i feel like i'm i'm so i've been so busy yeah that i'm like if i'm not um in a meeting or something or writing i'm working on some deadline and right. it like but i also do a lot of and this is probably helpful but i do a lot of audiobooks okay like i'm kind of consumed by being um reading them or voicing them yeah, voicing them. If you write a book, I'll voice it for you. No, reading them. Like, okay. I go for my walks and I, like, listen to these books and it's, like, an easier way to... I was nervous you were going to say the Bible for this answer. Yeah, the Bible. Like, no, oh, no, no, no. I'm not going to one-up <laughs> you on me. that one. <laughs> um, here's one... We're going to end the interview on this one question. Since we both have teenage girls, we've talked about the, the tech back in the day, you know, you allowing them to have the phone or not. Um, if there was a test at the end of them being teenage girls... If you could answer this question, I've learned this about having teenage girls. Well, I'm still learning. Um, I've learned they don't want me to try to be funny in the morning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, that's an inside joke, but they're just, they're not in the best mood in yeah. the morning. And I'm like, Mr. Goofy, right? Yeah. They're like, Dad, leave us alone. Uh, I have... I've learned that it's a a great gift that the Lord has blessed me big time um, by being a dad of teenage girls. I've learned that um, I need to be plugged in, knowledgeable about who their friends are, what their friends' names are, um, and even if it doesn't seem like it matters to them that I care, I have to just continue to like dig in and then I think spending time with them you know one-on-one -on -one and figuring out what the definition of quality time means for each one of them is important too so mm. I'm learning a lot man I haven't figured it all out I'm just trying to it's I read this article once that talked about 18 summers and how much it changes like when you think about how much time you get to speak in 
to your kids' lives or spend time with them. Like yeah. when you think of it in the context of summers, it like broke my heart, like oh, 18 yeah. summers and how fast that goes by. So I'm trying to make it as special as possible. And, yeah. you know, I've also learned you can never spoil them enough. You know, like yeah. even the fact that they want my money to go buy me a Christmas present or something right. like it's like, OK, you know, yeah. I don't in I concept. In, I don't like that. But. I got into a fight with one of mine that <laughs> I'm like, why don't you just call me credit card? Because the only time you want to talk to me. It has to do with now, money. Um, I had the same conversation with my youngest. I said, look, I can't have you only be in a good mood when I'm yeah. buying you something. Like, you have yeah. to be nice to me. Right. Like, we have to, you know, we got to do this. One so. of the two daughters will, I'll be like, no, I got your coffee. You know, we go out on a coffee date. I'm like, I got it. What do you do? But, Dad, I work at Starbucks. I get a dis Not date. Let me get this. Okay, I'm sorry. And the other one only wants to hang if it's fine dining. If and Dad's like, buying, too. Like, just... Like in a passive aggressive moment, I've said, just call me credit card. Yeah. Because that's the way. And I probably shouldn't have said that. But because she started calling me credit card. <laughs> it does feel like that, though. <laughs> she signed my Christmas card. Oh, man. I love you, credit card. But, you know, I, I'll tell you this. And then I know you probably got to go. But like yeah. um, during the pandemic, I had um, there. I found a list that my daughter made by her bed of all the things that were going wrong. And it like broke my heart that like she she was going to bed thinking all those negative thoughts. And so I just started thinking, you know what? Even in this worst season, like I, my mission is to make sure that they look back on this season years from now and actually have a list of some positive memories too. Mm -hmm. So I put them in the car and the stores had just opened back up in Nashville and I took them to Target. And they said, what are we doing? I said, "Get a, each of you get a shopping cart. They're like, what? I'm like, you got 10 minutes. The clock starts now. And the light bulb went on that it was a shopping spree. Now, I thought this is, I'm like, this is the greatest idea. I'm the greatest dad. Yeah. A minute in, I quickly realized this was a horrible <laughs> choice. This was a horrible decision on my part because I knew they were fast, yeah. but they turned into like Usain Bolt, like running down the aisles. And I realized 10, it should have been three minutes. Yeah. They came back after 10 minutes and their shopping carts, like I had to get a second mortgage. You yeah. know what I mean? No, but I, I worked. I'm totally doing this. Except at Dollar General. Dollar General. I, that's <laughs> it. It was a horrible error in judgment on my Fill part. Fill it up, kids. But the thing about it was, it was like, we had the most amazing time. And I shouldn't, it, it was, I shouldn't, I got some of the items out of the cart. Like, yeah. we made it reasonable. But it just made me think, like, okay, that's how much I love my kids. Right. That I want to, like, lavish these gifts on them. Yeah. And, and it literally, being a dad of girls, being a dad of my daughters has taught me that that feeling is just like a glimpse of mm -hmm. how much yeah our heavenly father wants to lavish his love on us you know what i mean and i'll never forget that moment and guess what every year they say dad are we going to target this time are we gonna do that shopping spree and i'm like if we go you get two minutes not yeah. 10 because i've seen how fast you are man so if you take my advice and try that just do dollar general yeah, yeah. With, with one of the baskets <laughs> yeah and tell them the gift card aisle is off limits yeah one of them was sneaky and started piling a bunch of gift cards oh, in there man. for future redemption i said nope disqualified wow. disqualified or to the ipad iphone section. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thank you as always for the time my friend oh you're welcome no thank you man it's always good to see you bud you as well and you're looking swole oh yeah yeah i've been doing i've been doing push-ups <laughs> And, I heard uh, you're opening for Tim Tebow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we didn't get to that story. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you that story next time. Okay. That's a funny story, oh, though. It is. You can tell your listeners <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, sometime. That's a good one. Yeah. 
All right, hope you enjoyed that. That's the first time in an interview I've I've had uh, a guest ask automobile advice from a producer. Uh, so that that was neat. Also, anytime you uh, hear an interview with Matthew West, you learn that he's written songs you had no clue he wrote. So uh, a real treat to get Matthew West. I uh, want to encourage you to hit subscribe on the JR Show podcast because you'll be alerted when the next chat comes out. And it's uh, next week going to be Leanna Crawford. Uh, she's written one of the biggest songs on our playlist, in my opinion, over the past five years in Truth I'm Standing On. Uh, she's also from my neck of the woods in the Seattle area. So that's next week, Leanna Crawford. Don't forget you can uh, follow us on Instagram. Also, you can share this podcast on Instagram for a chance to win a JR Show t-shirt. Would love to have you give one of those five-star reviews. Love that. And then again, uh, don't forget to hit subscribe. Until next week, thanks as always for listening to the JR Show podcast. Peace!